behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it Radio. And it is that time. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks again for joining us, as I know a lot of you do each and every Saturday morning. And a lot of you listen to our replay shows as well. This plays on Tuesdays from 2 to 3 o'clock as well. So, again, thanks uh, to each and every one of you for doing that. We appreciate it very much. Myself, Larry Unger. Larry's sitting in with me today. Josh Goff and uh, Justin will be joining us here a little bit later for maybe Fix-It Radio, but especially for Drive Radio. So we'll see just how things go and play that by ear. But we appreciate, again, each and every one of you listening to us. Charlie Grimes, of course, I said a moment ago, our engineer. And if you want to... Ask any questions, you can sure do that, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. You can also text us on the text line, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. So good morning, Larry. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing very well. How about you? I am doing very well. So, uh, you know, not bad for a... Uh, Kind of cooler Saturday morning, and we've got more cold weather coming this next week. It's supposed to be a little warmer today. I think, I can't remember, highs I think today are supposed to be in the, what, high 40s or so? Yeah, high 40s, 49, something like that. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, I think we have snow that probably already happened. I think it's supposed to snow Monday night into Tuesday this next week, so I don't don't know. We'll see. Well, the one thing you got to be careful about when I was coming in this morning from the north is there was a lot of fog. Yeah, Foggy. Yes, Very thank foggy. you. It was foggy this morning. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Was. I just remembered that. I didn't think about that till till just now. So, uh, uh, anyways, um, those of you, uh, you know, probably be out today. It's supposed to be a nice day today and tomorrow. Working around the house, doing some things outside. Maybe, maybe kind of getting ready for spring. Although, as much as it pains me to say this, Larry, uh, I don't think spring is quite here yet. It hasn't sprung. Nope. No, uh, not even. Yeah, I think, and I don't think I'm the only one that, um, I don't think I'm the only one that would say this because there's a big article on 9 News saying that March could very easily be cooler and wetter than normal, so we shall see. Yeah, the last I read, it was something like uh, March is going to be cooler than the last 40 years or so. Um. Yeah, and in fact, we kind of have already had that this winter. This is this. By the way, this did not go the way most everybody, including Noah, predicted the winter here would be. Exactly. Not even close. So Jerry and Greeley has a question for us. Jerry, welcome. How are you today? Good. I hope you gentlemen are well. We're great, Jerry. Thanks for calling. Uh, some friends of mine have a problem on the north side of their house where the rain gutter downspout drops into a, a little plastic stub up for a French drain. It's, it's been freezing up and backing up. Yep. I have the same problem. Okay. What would you do, Larry? <laughs> I've done nothing but let the sun take care of it because I, there's nothing else I can do. Okay. Once, the, once uh, the water gets in there and it freezes, it's hard to get it out until it, until it melts out. Um, basically, what I've tried to do is I've taken the downspout because I've got a re- retractable downspout so when the gutter comes or the gutter comes down, it hits the downspout and, and throws water onto the grass. Mm-hmm. So I've lifted that up so it doesn't 
caused additional problems, but it's still frozen. Okay. Well, I was thinking about a heat cable, and uh, I've been looking around, and most of the heat cables that I see advertised, they're for laying on pipes that are full of water. And, um, you know, so I wouldn't want to melt the plastic, of, uh, the feed to the French drain. I, I did they don't get that out. hot. No, they're not that they warm. They don't get that warm, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, you keep in mind, you can put those up on roofs and gutters and things like that. They don't get warm enough to, to do any, you know, they just get things warm enough to where it'll melt the ice. That's all they do. But even if you put that on the outside of the gutter, it's not going to be enough heat. To no, you would need it down inside the gutter if you did anything. Yep. And even down the downspout if you're trying to get it to melt the downspout itself, Jerry. Yeah, I found a place in Canada that well, they make a whole variety of heating cables, but they, they make one that's you know, seems good for this. That it's made to go inside of the the pipe. Yep. And uh, but it's really pricey. It's like two hundred and sixty bucks for for six foot. Um, yeah, they're not cheap. No, e- I, even even the roof. Uh, you know, if you call Dave Hart from Roof Savers of Colorado and had him do anything. By the way, he's a great resource on that as well. In fact, I would probably Jerry have him come by and just take a peek. He's you know, all around our complete area, and he would be more than willing to come by, pop in, and tell you exactly what you need to do and maybe what he could even change around to help with some of that. Keep in mind also, and for all of you listening, these, these are the kind of things that, that Dave from uh, RoofMax can do, Roof Savers of Colorado. You know, let's say that downspout needs moved or you need another one added or whatever the case may be. These are the kind of things that that Dave can also handle, and I would have him, you know, since that's his world and that's what he does, have him take a peek at it. All right. Well, I appreciate the tip. You're very welcome, Jerry. Appreciate it. And along those lines, too, and and Larry, I know you can speak to this, but when it comes to just certain areas of your roof where things can, quote-unquote, dam up, ice up, whatever, I've got one place on on my roof, and the previous owner had put some, some heat, you know, if you would, in some of those areas, and uh, I have to consciously remember to turn, you know, that on <laughs> to make sure that uh, that does its job. But yes, that that those things can be taken care of and can help that way too. Well, on the other side of the coin is if you look at these gutter guards and things of that nature, mm-hmm. they're going to freeze up. They will. And if so, they're on the north side where you don't get any sun in that, yes, they most definitely will. And the water will run right off over the gutters. They will. When it does melt down, it's not going to run into the gutter. No. So you haven't saved anything outside of cleaning the cleaning the gutters. But yeah. Well, yeah. The, the the biggest thing that and they do help. And of course, Gutter Brush, one of the companies we've interviewed, they've got a great product, and theirs uh, will because it's not covering the gutter. It's more of just what's in the gutter itself. You'll have more water that it runs in. But again, to Larry's point, if water's running in and all of a sudden that water starts to freeze, well, yeah, it's freezing. Wherever it happens to be piled up at, that's exactly what's going to happen. And to like Jerry's point a moment ago, if you've got if you've got some ice damming in some certain areas, yes, there are things like you know heat tape or uh, I don't even know how to describe this, Larry, but they're basically a wire that heats up that you run. You know, you can kind of even zigzag it around depending upon what you're trying to get melted, or you could wrap it around a gutter or put it down inside the gutter. There's all sorts of ways. They're all waterproof, sealed, and, and all of that, so you, you're, there's no issues there. But basically what happens is the wire itself, you know, there's current running through it. Right. It's essentially going to ground, and the wire starts to heat up, but it's done in a very precise manner where it doesn't blow a circuit and so on. Well, the wire creates resistance, and that's yes, where the heat comes from. you got it. But it's not enough heat to really do a lot if you're 
protecting... No, you could even hang on to it. It's not that oh, yeah. hot. So exactly. you, could, you could even grab onto it. It's just enough to keep things melted. And if you're protecting a, a, a tube or a, uh, you know, a, a, a what do I want to say? I lost, I lost my train I'll of thought. i think about it. <laughs> I'm asking, actually, Dave Hart right now if he wants to. Dave, if you're listening, if you want to call in and comment on some of that ice damming and what happens there and what's the best way to to handle that, you're, you know, feel free to do that if you want to. Well, what I was going to try to say is if, if you're trying to protect a faucet from outside, those, those heat tapes work very well. They do. But if you're trying to protect something bigger than that, I don't know that they're going to do what you want it to do. Well, and I think to Jerry's point a moment ago, the larger the area is that you're trying to to unthaw or keep frozen, the more expensive it gets. Because yep. to your point, there, the device necessary for that gets larger and larger and starts to add more cost. Well, as Jerry said, for six feet, you're talking two hundred dollars. So you can imagine, you know, my gutter that downspout from the the garage down is every bit of 10 feet. So six feet wouldn't do... No, you'd need longer than that. Yeah. And, and, and I also do know this just from being around Dave, like anything else, like the auto world that Larry and I come from, there's a big difference in the quality of these items and what you're yes. actually buying. There's some pretty cheesy stuff that may get you by for a season or two, but it's not going to be a long-term fix. Right. Or there's others you can buy that, and it will last for quite some time. So it just depends on what you're actually trying to accomplish and... You know, what product do you buy? How much money do you spend? And, again, that's where I mentioned, you know, Dave earlier. I think he's calling in right now. You know, he's a guy that would be more than willing to come by and look at some of those things so you know exactly what's going on and how to deal with those things. Dave, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you doing today? Good. So we just had a caller from Greeley asking about, you know, ice damming, gutters that get frozen up, especially on north sides of homes and so on, and really yeah. trying to, you know, get an idea of what's the best fix for that. And I know that's your area of expertise. And even Jerry up in Greeley, I said, Dave would be more than happy to go by and just see what it takes to help out in some of those areas. Because if, it, if the gutters uh, uh, icing up and damming, there's probably some things on the roof that are doing the same thing, which I know you also have to watch out for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this, this year has just been... It's, it's been, been a nightmare. Yeah, talked a few <laughs> times. It's been a nightmare with that stuff, yeah. Um, so the, you know, the big thing is on, on ice dam is, pre- is preventative maintenance. You know, we get a lot of people calling asking for the uh, the heat tape and all that, which works great, um, but that's ahead of the ice damming. Uh, so we can't really lay cables on top of the ice. It won't do much. So the, right. the ice damming, or the, the, heat cap- the heat cables... Basically, just keep things thawed enough so that water is flowing through the system. That okay. Needs to be. Yeah, that's what I was trying to explain a moment ago. They're not hot enough to where they'd even burn you or damage a shingle or even a, right. a plastic gutter or a vinyl gutter, things like that. They're not hot enough to damage any of that, correct? Correct, yeah. It's just, just enough to keep things flowing through the, 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 okay. the drainage system, yeah. So it, and they work pretty good, but again, we, we had to do those ahead of time before the ice damming. And we're getting ice damming this year where things are back up in places that just not designed to do and we got one up in Silverthorne working on it it's probably three foot tall ten foot wide on the north side against the hills it never gets sun um, but it's actually backing up behind the gutter under the drip edge up mm. into the rough decking and it's well, just, that you don't want that you could do. no it's, yeah and I think and thank you for you saying that was going to be my next question is you know how how important is it to watch for those things knowing that they could cause other damage that's sort of unbeknown to the homeowner yeah, it's super important. I mean, if, if there's any way that uh, you see it building up in those areas, even if you can get out with a, you know, a long-handled broom or something and pull a lot of the stuff off, that'll that'll drastically help out the situation. But okay. at the end of the day, when we get 
winners like we have this year, man, it's just it's just a pain in the rear. <laughs> yeah, this has been not only a tough winner for that, but you know, in your world, even I mean, normally, you know, we've got winters where there's hardly any snow on the roofs, and granted, we've got clear weather right now as we speak. There's a few areas where right. I look out. And about, and there's a little bit of snow here and there, but for the most part, things are melted off. And we're finally gotten into that point now where the enough sunlight, where even if we get a snowstorm, typically the snow is going to be gone, especially on roofs in the not too yeah. distant future. So we've sort of come past some of that, although some of the north sides, not necessarily, you know, depends upon what kind of shade and where it's at on the north side, or a bunch of trees even on that north side. On top oh, yeah. of it being on the north side, you get my drift there. I mean, if it's that shaded, you, you could have some ice for quite some time yet. Yeah, absolutely. I think we we moved into a house a few months back, and, and the front yard kind of faces more north than anything, and and um, we still got snow that's sitting there from a few days after Christmas, and it's just uh, um, it's just it's crazy. It, 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 the same thing happens on the roof. You know, I look out uh, over my deck of my neighbor's houses, and one neighbor's got a shed. And I think he's had roof with snow on that since the first time it snowed this year. Yeah, um, it, it's just it's just the way it is. It's just not warming up enough, not enough sunlight. Uh, it just it affects everything. Um, the ice damming this year has been a real issue. So I think anything that we can do, you know, the spring moving forward to to get some heat tape on areas that people may have concerns. Okay. Um, so have, what's the best way for them to handle it at this point? You know, given that that depending upon how quickly you can get out there to see them, you may not even be able to see the ice damming. Do they need to take some pictures so that you know down the road where that ice damming is coming from, so you can kind of help alleviate that as we get into sure. you know spring, summer, fall? How do they handle that? Yeah, they can. They can do that. They can send me, you know, send me a text to three zero three seven one zero six nine one six. I'll take a look at it, and we'll try and come up with a game plan so we don't have any issues in the in the future. Okay. Uh, and, and we were just talking about this as well. Is there a big difference? Because I I believe there is. I think I've seen it for myself in the product quality of what you would use to get rid of that ice damming. Yeah, a lot of things on you get it from Home Depot or online. You see, and they might work temporarily, but they're just they're just not a good quality, and they don't last long. Uh, I've had several people call call me up and say they put them on, and they just they didn't work from the day one. Um, so definitely want somebody who's in the industry who can get that stuff at a good quality, good price. At the end of the day, it might cost a little more up front, but you're not having to redo it. You know the day after you put it on the first time or even a year later. Well, and if it never works at all, why bother? That's just money wasted. Well, exactly. And then you can, then by doing it that way, professionally, you can put it on. Not that there's aren't, there aren't listeners that can't do this, but the majority of people, I'm, I'm not an electrician, um, but you can put thermostats on, you can put you know switches in the garage where right. you just flip the switch and not have to plug it in. I mean, there's a lot of different things that companies that do it on a regular basis can do that most of us homeowners probably wouldn't attend. The other thing that I would guess, too, given the experience that you've got on roofs themselves, you know where that needs to be placed. Not not that it's, you know, rocket science, but you, you, right. you, know, you, you know where those wires would even need to be placed, how you should attach them so that they don't move around in the wind and even the snow itself sliding on and off. I mean, again, I'm guessing yeah. you're, not, you're not just laying a wire in those areas. You're doing things to make sure that wire is not going to move, right? Yeah, stay in place so that way they're effective. I mean, there's there's special clips that we use on different types of roofing materials. Um, you know, where a lot of a lot of people will just go put some nails on the roof, and then now you've got another another penetration. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's definitely things that we could do that the, the professionals um, will will know about, make sure it's done right, and certain spacing and not too close together. I mean, there's just there's just a lot of little okay little ins and outs to it. Absolutely. Along those lines, I know this is a little bit off topic, but how important is it not to penetrate the roof if you, you know, unless you absolutely have to? How important is that? Oh man, it's like um, extremely important. 
Um, the main, main reason is, you know, as, as the asphalt and the shingles, especially an asphalt shingle roof, as they, the shingles dry out a little bit, that, that asphalt doesn't seal around a nail uh, any longer. Okay. And now you're going to have a leak. So uh, over time, it will be, it may not be the first year, it may not be even the first three years, but over a few year period, you'll, you'll have an issue. Um, I mean, the, the roofs only leak where there's a penetration, and there's already penetrations in the roof naturally for plumbing and Right, else. right. So Good point. Anything, yeah, you don't you don't need to add any more. And in wait, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but the current penetrations that are holding the shingles on, those are nailed, and another shingle is on top of that to where all of that is kept out of the the weather. There's not the the mm-hmm. shrinkage, if you would quote unquote, in those areas, and that's why it's not as big of a deal. But when you're just nailing something into the shingle that's on the top layer itself, where it's exposed right. to everything you're talking about, that's an issue, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we get. Quite a few people this last year that had Christmas lights nailed on the roofs and <laughs> not <laughs> good for a week, and I'm like, hang on a second here. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That is no, that is not right. Now, question yeah. for you. Here's uh-huh. here's something for you on the Roof Max product, which everybody listening, you know, Dave can extend the life of most roofs. If not, he can put a whole yeah. new roof replacement on. Work with your insurance company and handle that. But yep. Dave, the the product that you put on the Roof Max product itself. You've got a situation like that where you've had some penetrations and so on. You go up there, do a few repairs and so on, then you rejuvenate it. Is that going to help expand those shingles and, and, and eliminate some of what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. If, if it's just a standard little nail, maybe even a really skinny screw, a lot of times that the, the treatment will, will uh, uh, moisten that asphalt in the shingle and allow those things to seal back up. Even, even if shingles start cracking, you know, kind of like the roads that we drive on uh-huh. uh, over time, it'll reseal those those cracks back up. So that'll help. If it's too big, obviously it's not gonna not gonna do it. But little ones, it'll it'll help reseal that. So if you had staple up, holes yeah. or some small holes along those lines of treatment, we'll actually seal those up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yep. makes total sense. And again, yeah, folks, yeah. that's something Dave can come out and look at. And, and I know Dave well enough to know you, you've got any questions at all. You just want an inspection, which, by the way, I'm a big believer in doing on an annual basis. If you have, if you're yeah. not doing a roof inspection every year, you should be because that's how you maintain things. We talk about it with the rest of your home. We talk about it with vehicles. Dave, the best way to keep things in shape is just to have you out once a year looking at things. Take care of it. Yeah, it's just like taking your car in for an oil change. Yep. You know, most places will look over it real quick and do a quick inspection just to see what things are Yeah, because you know, in your Absolutely. case, if you see a few loose shingles or a spout that's maybe not quite right or something's not attached well or there's a vent that's coming through where maybe there's a gasket or a grommet that's not totally sealed, those are things you can look at and avoid issues down the road by just taking care of it every year. Oh, absolutely. And we start seeing things, you know, roofs are five, six years old. We start seeing things that uh, most people wouldn't see, but that are starting to cause concern that we might mm-hmm. have a problem very soon. So the sooner we can get them looked at, the better. Well, and I've always said, too, the other thing about roofs is because it's just human nature, very, very few people look up and look at the roof because it's just not what we do. It's why shelf space in a grocery store, the premium space is at eye level, whether you're an adult or a child. And those particular companies trying to sell products rent that space, if you would. They pay a premium Absolutely. to be in those slots. Reason being is because people don't look up. Absolutely. And, and, and not the hopefully it isn't, isn't bad me, but the reality is I'm human and I do the same thing. I yep. bolt my house at night. I don't look at my roof. <laughs> it's just... I look at 10 others every day. Very like, few do, Dave. I look at. Yeah. Again, so it's, just, it's just human nature. Point being, it is. you yeah. probably haven't looked at it as much as you should, so have Dave come out and look at it for Absolutely. you. That's the point. Absolutely. Happy to do it. All right. Give him, give him that number one more time, Dave. Sure. It's 
Hey, thanks for calling. You know, last okay. minute that wasn't my plan, but it just worked out that way. When we started down that path, I've got you as a resource, and there we go. Absolutely. Yeah, it worked out great. I'm sitting here getting, trying to get caught up on paperwork and stuff. So well, I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, take care. Dave Hart again. That is Roof Savers of Colorado. Anything you need, you can go right to our website, by the way, fixitradio.com, and he'll be listed right there as well. All right, we'll be right back. Speaking of Fix It Radio, myself, Larry, and Charlie. Don't forget, Alan Stack, Stack Optical, anything you need eyewear-wise, whether it's something you need specific or you just need regular eyewear, you need a exam. They can do all of that in the office. They've got a great deal on the exam portion, a great optometrist as well. And again, they can fit and do whatever you need as far as glasses go. And I will say this too, bypass the quote-unquote fast guys, one-hour guys, what you think are going to be inexpensive, cheap. Um, it's sort of like this uh, this melting of the snow we were talking about a moment ago, Larry and I were. You get what you pay for. And you want to go to somebody, especially with your eyes, that's going to fit things correctly to you, your face, your eyes itself. They're putting things in the right place in the lens to where you see best. And, yes, all of that comes from somebody with a lot of experience in the eyewear world, not somebody working at a, at a one-hour place that may have just started last week. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. So don't go to those places. Go to Stack Optical. Get things taken care of there. And Alan would love to help you. 303-321-1578. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV. 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. 
Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Myself, Larry Unger, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer for the day. If there's something you would like to ask us or you need help with, by all means, give us a call, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. You can also text us a question, 307-200-8222, 307 282.22. So I got a text message that came in, and I will do my best to read this. And sometimes things, uh, text message-wise, don't always relay correctly, but I will do my best. My main breaker keeps blowing. It's a square D uh, O panel, a square D Q O panel. From what I see online, the Q O is the top of the line for electrical panels. It first happened two weeks ago when we turned on the dryer. Out in the garage where the panel is, it smelled like something was on fire. That's not good, by the way. We got the original electrician who wired the house 13 years ago out, and he checked everything from the grounding to everything inside the panel. Even had the utility checked there, and have no doubt he double-checked everything. He's the electrician that other electricians call. Uh, He installed a new breaker, and all was good until last night. My wife turned on the oven, and later the dryer, and it blew again. This time we were able to reset it, and it didn't smell like it was burning, but the breaker was hot. And we couldn't reset it until it cooled down. That means it's really getting overloaded. Yep. Once it was reset, half the lights in the house were super bright and the other ones a little dim. Then they flickered and went back to normal. We haven't added any wiring or done any work. It just started. I called him this morning and he wants the utility to take another look and is wondering if there is a neutral out somewhere. Uh, what do we all think? Um, hmm. It's possible there's a neutral out somewhere, but I doubt that's what's causing the overload that's blowing the breaker in the first place. No, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen overnight. It would take over a period of time that you would notice different things. I would definitely maybe get a second opinion with an electrician. Oh, good idea, Larry. I mean, j- yeah, just because, um, I mean, 
even even us as te- auto technicians and so on. And I never I never minded if somebody wanted to go get a second opinion. It's like, hey, it's your vehicle. Do whatever you feel like you need to do. And if somebody finds something that we didn't because there's a different set of eyes on it, that's all fine and dandy. Now, keep in mind, in a repair shop, which is a little different than a single electrician showing up, at least in my world, and I know Larry was similar, I had more than one technician. So we always had another set yes. of eyes that were around to actually look at things and diagnose problems and so on. And typically, I, I had a large, large enough facility that once we diagnosed something, we were pretty confident that that's what was going on. But if somebody wanted a second opinion, that was still okay on our end. We didn't mind. Now, we also were a lot of... Or we are we were also one of those facilities, Larry, where a lot of the second opinions or somebody wanting a second opinion, I guess I should say, came to us as sure. well. Now, in this particular case, and nothing against current electrician, but not a bad idea to get another set of eyes on it and just ask. And I know that's what you're doing right now with us is asking, you know, what do you think it could possibly be? The question I guess I would have, and I don't have this in here, and if you can call in, feel free to call in because we, this would be something we could talk back and forth on. Is it only break? You know, is it only popping the breaker? I guess I should say tripping the breaker when both the oven and the dryer are on, or is it one or the other? Get where I'm going with that? Well, and typically the oven and the dryer are on two separate. separate. Yeah, separate circuits. Should so, be. Should be. Yeah, and that's why I would be concerned. I know when I moved into my house in '86, there was a lot of things done electrically that I had to have redone because the original electrician wasn't all that. Uh, professional, I guess, obviously. Mm-hmm. So a second opinion would not hurt anything. Sounds to me like well, this is what's happening here. This is what's interesting because I, I think I'm now reading this. Again, this is what's hard in a text message to make sure that I'm reading it correctly. I think it's the actual main breaker. So if you've got like a 200-amp service, it, it I'm guessing it's the 100-amp or 200-amp service that's actually breaking, not the dryer breaker or the oven breaker. In other words, it's the main panel breaker that's breaking and that's why the they want it checked i'm guessing on the service side as well jerry and Greeley, you're back go ahead sir well what you were talking about just now reminds me of a issue some friends had years ago where their uh, the overhead electrical service feeding their house had lost the neutral mm-hmm. it just corroded up on the pole but they didn't realize this for who knows how long because right because the ground was bonded to the neutral at the main panel. So then the imbalance load was going to ground instead of back to the transformer. And they got by with that probably for years until one day my friend was doing some plumbing and he uh, interrupted the the ground pipe, um, you know, the copper ground pipe. uh, And when he he cut the pipe, he, he saw a spark and then, uh, all of the uh, lights got real bright as he was running 220 yeah. through 110 circuits for a little while. Yeah. And it, it cooked a bunch of lights. It, it uh, ruined the motor on the furnace and uh, refrigerator and, um, you know, was really the power company's problem, um, you know, by their having not maintained, you know, the, the service to his house. So they paid for all of that. And I got another uh, text message that came in that said, have them come back. I mean, again, the linemen have already been out once. And so this electrician may very well be correct in having them come out again and double check things. Cause I got another text message that said, have them come out and recheck things just to make sure that that is, that is the case. So, um, you know, basically call the electric company out again, let them know what's going on. And to your point, Jerry, have them go through things. Now, I guess the question I've got, because I've never experienced this and have had to deal with the power company itself. What 
I mean, what are you telling the power company? And, I mean, they should know by what you tell them the symptoms are as to what to check. Or do you specifically tell them, Jerry, we need the neutral and the ground checked? Boy, I, I couldn't say. Um, all I know is if, if you do lose, you know, if you don't have a return path one way or another, then, then it, these what should be 110 circuits can turn into 220 because of backfeeding. And, and it can ruin a bunch. It, it could have started a fire. Yeah, no, exactly. Really sure could. I mean, when they had said that they were smelling things that were hot, yeah, I could understand that greatly, yes. So I just wanted to throw so, that So here's, here's a dumb question. Given that they've lived in this house for 13 years, it was wired 13 years ago, haven't had any issues until just recently, did something change or just something over time has gotten loose? What are your thoughts there, Jerry? Well, yeah, you know, I, I used to be an electrician's apprentice 30 years ago, and uh, yeah, things work loose, things get hot and cold, you know, they, they vibrate and uh, or corrode gradually and degrade, so okay. who knows? Okay. All right. And and I, by the way, Jerry, thank you. appreciate that. And somebody else that has worked for the power company said the same thing Jerry just said a moment ago. Um, tell them the symptoms and be there when they show up. That's the other thing that this other uh, texter uh, also just said a moment ago. So if you're from Wyoming and you're listening, uh, make sure that you you definitely call the power company and you're there when they show up, and then tell them what the symptoms are that you're finding at that time to make sure that everything is all dialed in. Does that make sense? And, again, this, this is something, Larry, I've never experienced in my entire life. Well, it's like anything else, John. If you if you have a problem and you're trying to explain that problem to a repair person, if you're not there to communicate with them, it's just no different than when somebody texts you here. Right. You don't have the opportunity to ask questions. Good point. All right. Let's go to Joe. Or sorry, John. John and Cheyenne is next. John, go ahead. This is Joe, not John. Oh, Joe. So sorry, it says John and Cheyenne. But go ahead, Joe. All right, a couple of things. Uh, one, next time it trips. Um, they should take a and one, making sure the uh, the breakers the main breaker is off. Make sure all those um, uh, screw or Allen wrench connections where the cables come into the breakers are tight. Well, and I'm assuming that the electrician that just was out that wired the house 13 years ago would have done all of that. But yeah, to your point, I, again, I would the, think that he would have done that. Well, I would well, be very cautious because if I'm not an electrician. Yep. I, don't, I don't want to stick my fingers in that panel. <laughs> All right. The, well, the other thing, if you have an electrician there, um, have them put a clamp-on ammeter around the ground wire. There should be no current flowing through the ground wire. If there is, then you have a neutral problem. So right. that's another quick test. And then the, the third thing is, you, you know, you take a clamp-on ammeter and you put it around the, uh, the lead coming into the, uh, to, your, to your main disconnect. And are you close to the rated, you know, if it's 100-amp service, um, you know, how much juice is flowing into that main breaker uh, with, with this stuff. I would turn things on one by one. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, with both the oven and the dryer off, what's your, what's your base load in the house? So right. that's question one. Um, so let's say the base load to the house is 50 amps, which is extraordinarily high in my opinion. Um, and by the way, you can also have a, uh, uh, you can have a, uh, uh, not a full short, but you can have a partial short to ground where you're basically putting electrician into the electricity into the dirt but so step one with oven and, and uh, dryer off what's what's your base amperage draw then turn on the oven and, and what does that do and then turn on the uh, the the electric dryer and what does that add and, and are you close to the rated amperage of the breaker now every time a breaker trips you know that every time a breaker trips it derates itself yes 
So if you had a 100-amp breaker and it's tripped 20 times, it's not a 100-amp breaker anymore. Uh, you know, maybe it's an 87-amp breaker. So if this thing has been tripping continually, it could just be that it's so badly derated that you need a new breaker. Well, and he put it, and I'm guessing from what I'm reading through the text message after I reread it, that's the bad thing about text messages, I believe it's the main breaker to the panel, and he just replaced it. The electrician did. Okay, so this this comes back to what is your base load in the house, and if it's too high, why is your base load? By the way, it wouldn't surprise me if they have an electric dryer. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they all, might not also have baseboard electric heat. Um, uh, so, again, I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. He didn't say that's not in the text message either. Yeah, so this is a summertime problem, or is it only a wintertime problem? Um, so step one, what is your base load? I can, John, I can tell you my... My base load in my house, I have, you know, gas furnace, gas hot water heater, gas stove. My base load in my house is, is only about 20 amps. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, everybody's texting in, and thank you for this. I've got a lot of electricians, Joe, that are texting in saying it's most likely on the power company side, and they've got a neutral issue. Right, and that would be, again, revealed by if you just put an amp, just put a clamp on ammeter around your ground wire, um, if you're reading any current at all through the ground wire, you right. definitely have a neutral problem. Right. Good point. So, Good point. So that's probably something an electrician yep. didn't do that he should have done. Um, poss- and that's where that second set of eyes may not be a bad idea. But again, get the power company back out. Joe, thanks. I'm going to run to John really quick, which I know he's got experience in this as well. John, what's going on? <laughs> all right. So I've seen this a million times. He's, it sounds like a loose neutral at the transformer, okay. which is an intermittent symptom. Now, yeah, also the wind. Ah. If it's an above-ground service, oh, good point. the wind. Now, good point. Yep. wherever she no, it doesn't. She's I, yeah, and this is wind. a 970 number, so I don't know where they're at, but it could be up north most okay. likely. So what would happen on a second call in the utilities I've worked for, you've got to be there. Somebody has to be there when the trouble guy shows up. Yeah. These are all my symptoms. I know my trouble guys that I used to work with. They'd go up the pole, they'd go up to the top, they'd recheck every connection, and also, if you have a loose hot, so coming off of the transformer, you have your two sides of 120 in your neutral, right? Mm-hmm. Going to the house, going to the pot, or the transformer. If one of those is a little bit loose, mm-hmm. it can cause that, because then you have a phase imbalance, which could cause that breaker to trip. Also, so those are all the things, and then he should also pop the meter out of the can and check the check all the connections in the meter can to make sure there's not a loose neutral there. So the, whoever the customer is, hopefully she's listening or he's listening, they need to call the utility back, give them all the symptoms they gave you yep. in the text message, yep. and then say, you need to send somebody, I will be here, yep. please have them knock on the door or ring the bell. Yep, and, and, and by the way, if you could even arrange it to where they're coming and your electrician could be close enough to meet and everybody's there at the same time, that would even be better. That would be best, but I know like on a Saturday, and they'll come out on a Saturday for something like this, because we consider this, or used to, a part power. So if you call in your utility and say, I have a part power, I have a high voltage, because mm-hmm. that's what it is. When we said all the lights got bright which means one phase was getting more power than the other, and that also usually indicates a loose neutral. So okay. I would go with the utility. Even if it's a, a ground mount transformer and an underground service. Same thing. They can they have a, 
they have a device called yeah. the Beast that they can put on the service, and they could check the underground service. They could have a bad underground huh. where it's shorting. And Good we've point. seen that before. Good point. So the utility needs to go back out there and spend, you know, a good trouble guy would spend 20 Okay, so here's another dumb question for you, and I hope they're listening. <laughs> Given they've already spent money to replace their main breaker, if, in fact, this ends up being on the power company side, will they reimburse you for what you had to spend for their problem? At that point, you have to document everything and file a claim. Every utility, okay. the couple that different ones that I've worked for in the past, all have uh, claims department, and you know they have a claim process. So, uh, and most times, utility, if you could document that it was their fault, they'll uh, give you uh, they'll give you a refund. You just send them in the bill, but you have to you have to do the legwork to get it done. Does that make sense? Yep. I am typing this I mean, back to them as we speak. Right, but hopefully they're listening. But that's the first thing. Utility has to come out there, and they have to spend maybe a half hour. The big thing that we run into a lot of times at some of the smaller utilities, if they can't get the bucket truck to it, a lot of linemen don't like to climb anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't see too many in climbing anymore. You're to your point, John. Yeah. Not, they, not they saying I blame them, by the way. <laughs> no, but they... I know that the last utility I worked for, once a year, every lineman had to climb a pole, demonstrate they could do it, and do a pole top rescue. Okay, just to recertify. Okay, so they know how to they know how to do it. They just don't like it because it's a lot easier <laughs> to go up in the bucket. Of course it is. <laughs> and like I said, I don't blame them. Uh, have a good one, John. You too, John. Thanks for all the information. I texted all that back to them, too. So, uh, Mark and King Carroll, hang tight. We'll come right back and take your call as well. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and, in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913%. With an APR of 6.98, the monthly payment would be over 748 a month or less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM. 720-895-0500. 3 to 1 buy downs available up to 95% loan to value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116. NMLS 298-191, and rates subject to change. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Larry Unger. Just a few minutes left of today's program, by the way. We're uh, our show every Saturday morning from 9 to 10. It replays again on Tuesdays from 2 to 3. So if you're listening to us on Tuesday, thank you for that as well. And you can still ask questions via the text line if it's a Tuesday, 307-200-8222. Mark, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Ken Carroll, Mark. Yes. Uh, quick question. We've gotten contacted by the uh, utility company regarding the smart meter installation. Um uh, would like some clarification on why that's needed. And then two, uh, are there any complications or, or uh, considerations that we should uh, be mindful of uh, after the installation? Well, that depends on who you talk to. Personally speaking, um, it's, it is what it is. Um, you can try to fight them all you want. You can fight them. You can opt out of the program, which I know there's some folks out there listening that have and they've opted out for their own personal reasons and i have not opted out i have one at my home now and i will tell you here that just got installed this last month so i'll tell you here in the weeks ahead how things are looking once i start getting my new power bills and can kind of tell you what's going on as far as that the key to opting out mark is it costs you more money 
because they now have to do more manual recording of your power usage. They charge more money for that. And Larry, you know the figures. What is it if you opt out? Uh, the last I heard is twenty bucks. So it's twenty dollars a month. A month yeah. to opt out, Mark. So your bill will go up by twenty a month. And there's some out there that will say that, well, I'm going to save that twenty dollars because I'm back to my old, you know, power method of 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 you know figuring the power usage and so on. I don't agree with that, Mark, because the new way of doing it, they're charging you on a per-use basis depending upon when you're using the most power as far as loads go and so on, and that's why they've put the smart meter in is to try to determine where some of those things are, and then they can charge accordingly. If you're smart in how you use your power and you do certain things off-peak time, well, you actually could end up saving money with a smart meter versus the way it was before where it was one flat fee. So I'm not I'm not one of those persons that's completely opposed. There's a lot of myths out there, and they are... They are, in fact, myths where they say, oh, the power company knows exactly what appliance you have on and what they're using and this, that, and the other. That is total BS. No, they don't. The only way they know about those particular items is if you've agreed to give them access to said items, and they can then check those items in their own portal that way. But as far as just the smart meter itself goes, Mark, no, they cannot tell you what appliances you're using at any given time. But I can tell you that if you decide you don't want it, and you tell that company you don't want it, they're going to call you back in a month and tell you they're coming out again. Yes, they're, they're going to, they want that smart meter in because at the end of the day, Mark, it saves them money having to collect the data. Right. All right. Well, thanks for the clarification. That makes sense. Appreciate it. So, and again, there's a lot of, and I'll just say it, myths and wise tales and all sorts of things out there about what they're tracking and why they're doing it. And yes, they're going to track more by doing this. And it's part of the, you know, quote unquote, green energy end of things and so on. I'm not denying any of that. But these these stories about how they're, they're you know, they know if you just turned your electric razor on, those are 100% false. They cannot tell that, Mark. Yeah, I understand. I appreciate the uh, perspective. Uh, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Mark. I appreciate it. And all of you know me, that I am not Mr. Big Brother. I don't like them watching over what you're doing. I don't really see this as them watching over what you're doing. They're just monitoring what you're doing when it comes to electric uses off-peak, on-peak time, which I guess for me, you know, being in the business world like I've been all these years and having businesses, I've kind of been on that end of things for a long time anyways, Larry, because they've done that on the business side for a long time. So... Again, this is not a huge issue for me personally. Mark and Wiggins, you're next. Good morning, John. Good morning, guys. Morning. So you guys are talking about meters and Big Brother and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, that's that's. I don't want to say I'm paranoid, but it's kind of bothered me over the years to think that that's even a possibility. But I've been looking at a product for oh, over a year, year and a half now, and I just finally bought it and put it in a month ago, and it's called Sense. And it's a, it's a device that clips onto your power mains, so your two, two mains that come in, and then it's got a little control box uh, that um, has a re- relay antenna that pokes out the, the uh, main box, and then you connect that um, up to your, your router, and then you put an app on your phone, and for the last month, I've been able to tell exactly how much power I'm using per second. Mm. And what you know, if something comes on like the the hot tub or the oven or or a, a heater or something like that, it it instantly shows how much power is being used mm. when it turns on, when it turns off, and it has an AI function that I guess starts to learn the um, 
signatures, I guess is the right word, signatures of the frequencies or, or the, the power usage from the particular item and then labels it and says, you know, this seems like it could be a furnace. This seems like it could be your stove. This seems like it could be, a, you know, a pump or something like that. And it's only labeled a couple of things because it's, it's automatic. I don't, I don't get to do it manually myself, which... Um, now that I'm watching this this meter map, you know it's it's kind of like a, a constant chart uh, that moves. But you can zoom in and out to see, you know, um, what was going on ten minutes ago, or you know what was my peak usage for whatever, whatever. Um, and so it's been it's been really fun for me because uh, it gets me distracted from some of the other frustrations in my life. But um, and so. Uh, you know, you guys were talking about ice damming earlier, mm-hmm. and I've had some pretty major problems. Had to have Dave Hart come out and take a look at it, and we're going to maybe have to get a new roof put on because of, like you said, the ice is actually going up underneath. Uh, yeah, not good. through the house, yeah. and I just I can't stop it. Well, and as so, you know, Mark, that'll pop shingles and do all sorts of things that you don't want, as you know. Yep, yep. And it, well, he, he said that he took a look to see if there was this ice and rain shield which i had never even heard of this product before that goes in like the the valleys right. and, and uh, off the off right. the leading edge or the lower edge of the roof and my roof does not have that because i guess it's not necessarily a code so no we it's just a good idea know, to do right yeah if, if we get you know a hail damage we're gonna we're gonna replace the roof get that put in and then and then have um his his gutter guy come out and put on heat tape for the whole areas that are mm. just a, a mess because you know the the wind and snow comes yep. in sideways and there's just nothing we could do about it. Right, um, no, it makes total but sense. The, but the sense product is really neat to be able to find things that you didn't necessarily know were even running. Uh, that's a great idea. No, and you know what? That's a great idea. And, and to, you know, to your point, again, it should kind of even shows you you're proving my point on the smart meter and everything. I mean, this device is very, very intelligent that you put on, has some AI in it and so on. Now, does a smart meter have some of that? If it doesn't, now it probably will down the road. But even it doesn't know specifically what the item is that's running. It can sort of give you an idea of what it is, but it doesn't know specifically. Because, again, Mark, there's just no way for any kind of signatures like that to be sent to where these, you know, the power company would know, oh, you just turned your toaster on. They just don't know that. They can't. Right. It, it's really complicated. I, I you know, like I said, it, it was a year before I actually bought it and then put it in a month ago. And sometimes, you know, if, if I haven't got a whole lot to do, I'll just stare it and watch at this thing flowing and see what turns on. What That's kind of cool, actually. What, what so do you hook that on your main breaker at? coming in, or is it coming out of where the meter comes? You know, well, you can't get into the meter, so it can't be coming out of the meter. So it's coming into the main, coming into your breaker panel. Am I thinking correctly? Yes, correct. So okay. I, I, I do my own electrical stuff, so I'm not scared to go in on nah, my panel. neither. But, doesn't bother me at all. Um, so I went in there, and I put this thing in. It just, it's got these two clips, CT clips, that go, uh, you know, you have to read the directions which way so you don't turn right. it backwards. And then, and then mount your unit and then the antenna. Um, and it, it was kind of frustrating when I first tried it because it wouldn't let me set up an account for whatever reason. But the following day, uh, it was able to let me get the account started and start. Send me a link to that, Mark. I'm, I'm curious of that because t- I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, and then do, you, do you have a name of the product? Do you know what its name is? It's called Sense. S-E-N-S-E. Oh, I've seen that. Yes, I have seen that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I, I like I said, I... I wasn't sure if it was real or if it was just some kind of bogus 
you know, uh, product to take your money. But uh, for a couple hundred bucks, I finally pulled the trigger, got it. And now, you know, like I can see if my heat mats are on or if I left a, a heater on in the basement or something by accident. And then I can go, oh, yeah, something's right now. It's a great idea, it. actually. I like that. Yeah. That's, a, that's actually a really good idea. And I think all in all, especially knowing now where we're at with energy prices and so on, not a bad thing to have. And again, not that we're, you know, wanting, you know, the big brother look and all of that, Mark. But, you know, I've said this for years as well. You know, people worry about their cell phones and the fact people are tracking you. Mark, with facial recognition right now, they can track you pretty much anywhere you go just through traffic cams and so on. My cell phone is the least of my worries. Right, yeah, they could track your cell phone without your permission. And they can track um, that, and they can track where I'm going as soon as I hop in the car. Yep, yeah. yep, they so. do. Well, All right, I'll let you go, Mark. Appreciate it. Send me that link as well, and I'll, we'll put that up and share that as well, and I may actually contact those people and see if they actually want to do a little interview, and we can get a little more information from them at the same time. Fix It Radio. Go right to the website, fixitradio.com. All of our partners are listed there. We appreciate each and every one of them. They are what make this show happen on a weekly basis. So we'll be back. Drive Radio coming up next on this Saturday. This is a live show on the 4th of March. If you're listening on Tuesday, Rush to Reason is next. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.